Uh, oh my gosh, the window's a little bit weird. Welcome into Pickaxe and Roll. Let me fix that real quick. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at B Blackburn on Twitter. Holy cow, just a little bit zoomed in. That's hilarious. I forgot. That's what I do for the three keys. Hello, everybody. This is amazing. Uh, what a blooper. Uh, welcome into Pickaxe and Roll. The Denver Nuggets are going to the Western Conference Finals. How fun is that? I'm so excited. I am absolutely floored by the way the Nuggets have performed in each of these last two games. They've been they've delivered. Like they've they've every single time that they've asked us that they had to wait wait around. The playoffs are going to be different. They'll rise to the occasion, and then they do. That's amazing. That's that's exactly the way that it's supposed to go. And I am so excited for the chat. I hope this chat gets popping here. Really excited about where this team can go from here. But honestly, like it's just let's just enjoy the moment. Like I, I said this after the first round. Enjoy the moment. It's going to be fine. Like Denver in this place, like it's it's been great to see where uh, they continue to go. But I'm, I'm so excited to see everybody in the chat. Uh, Cosmics, I see you. Cedric, I see you. Billy, what's up? GD Demon King, what's up? That's a great title. Uh, really hoping everybody. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Dude Gaming says, uh, somehow had the stream open in three windows. LOL. I love that. That's amazing. Thank you for hanging out with me tonight during Pickaxe and Roll Midnight Hour. This is exactly what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have fun. Uh, this is amazing to be able to just, just enjoy and bask in the moment. And it is amazing for so many reasons. So many reasons for sure. Oh, and we've got we've got the jinxes. I forgot. I was gonna get folks, I gotta take like if I if I could run around this office, I'd, I'd take a victory lap here. Uh the jinx did not start as a thing where uh it, it wasn't a bit. It wasn't ever a bit before that I would actually be jinxing things. Uh, this was always a thing where uh I, I was always pretty frustrated at times. And when I tweet things out, I usually am reactionary. I usually am a little bit emotional in those in those cases and probably tweet something a little bit too soon. And often when I tweet something a little bit too soon, the opposite happens. And so that's kind of where the jinx came from on this. And it's so funny that it has gone a it's it's gone and taken on its own life at this point because the jinx is Every single time I've tweeted something lately where I've, I've been very declarative on, on what something is supposed to be, the opposite has happened. And now, like, we're just we're just going to ride that wave, folks. I'm, I'm going to predict the Nuggets lose the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to predict the Nuggets lose the NBA Finals. We're going to predict the Nuggets lose every single game from here on out. That's how this is going to go. Now, I don't know whether there's a whether there's a save on this. I don't know whether we have whether we have to save up, up the juice a little bit in order to, to save out those shots. But it is so funny to uh, see what that has kind of manifested and tur turned itself into. So if you follow me on Twitter, at NBA Blackburn, uh, if I ever tweet out something where you're like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would he say something that negative? It's probably for that reason. So Really enjoy all the love and support on it, though. And you guys, everybody, I think, is, has bought into the bit, though. It's amazing to see it. Uh, yeah, WWW, this is amazing. Uh, what a team. What a game. 
What a game for these Nuggets is the final score of this one, 125-100. Just a massive, massive performance from this Nuggets team and just super cool, super cool for them to uh, show up in this moment. They hadn't won a game uh, on the road against the Phoenix Suns at this point, and it was nice to see them really step up in this moment. It was nice to see them step up to the table here. And, and you can't really talk about anybody stepping up without talking about Nikola Jokic, who, what a player. Like, it's so nice to have the best player in franchise history playing in his prime. Like, that's really cool. Every single time the Nuggets needed Nikola Jokic to step up tonight, he did it and then some. His defense was good. His rebounding was good. The decision-making was perfect. Just an absolutely brilliant game from Jokic. And, and there were times where I was like, man, maybe you should be trying to take Jock Landale a little bit like quicker into the post. Maybe you should try to bully a little bit more. He did that at times. It, it wasn't just like a completely passive approach. There's there's nothing uh that like he could have done he could have even done more at times. And I'm I'm sure he probably sensed that he didn't need to do more than what he had to do tonight. But when your team goes up 30 points at halftime. You've done enough. Like you've you've absolutely done enough. And his ability to not only deliver the goods, but also to bring everybody else along with them, is one of those intrinsic traits that Nuggets fans have not fully appreciated. Like I, I Nuggets fans know how great he is at, at making his teammates better and whatnot, but it's something that probably doesn't get enough run in terms of the empowerment that he has over his teammates, uh, with his teammates, and not not just saying, hey, I'm the best player, get me the ball, I will do everything for you, and then, oh, woe is me when you guys don't do your job. No, it's never like that, and he's never been like that at all. He's always looking inward when it comes to, what can I do more in this situation to actually deliver a W? And it's been great to see him do it, because every single time the Nuggets have asked him to do more, he's done it. But it also comes with the effect of, hey, I also want to help the team do more too. I don't want it to be all about me. I don't want it to be all about my individual success. And he's empowered Jamal Murray to be the player that he is. KCP taking as many shots as he did tonight and delivering on the biggest stage. Like It's just awesome to see uh, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter throughout the season, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. You, you could go through the list. Like Every single time the Nuggets have needed other guys to step up, They've been able to. And I think it's a lot of it is to do with the culture. A lot of it is a it's a collective effort. It is a holistic team. It is not a it's a group of people. It's not like a group of individual stars that are trying to come together to get it done. No, this is a team that is developed and bought in together. And it's just really, really cool to see them capitalize on that for sure. Uh, so exciting to be able to see it. Uh the first half was a, a demolition, just an absolute decimation and obliteration of the Phoenix Suns. Very reminiscent of the last Phoenix Suns team in 2022 to get absolutely eviscerated. Uh, and it's cool to see Luka Doncic do what he did for the Dallas Mavericks last year. And then Nikola Jokic helps bring it right back up. Obviously, it wasn't just those two guys, but it is pretty funny that the Suns now uh, they've they've angered the Eastern Europeans or or something like that, and, and now the the Eastern Europeans had their revenge. Maybe it's a 
It was the Igor Kokoskov. Uh, that, that was a horrible pronunciation of uh, Igor's last name, but the former Serbian coach, former Phoenix Suns head coach that they brought in that, that did not have a long tenure in Phoenix, but pretty interesting to see nonetheless. Jamal Murray uh, was sick. He was sick today. Uh, that, that popped up on the injury report, and I didn't really know what to make of it. I know that Jamal was going to play. Never really felt like he was in doubt to play. I, it would have been reported a little bit differently. But you could tell that he was laboring throughout that game. You could tell that there were plenty of times where he wasn't getting all the way up and down the court, where he didn't have the same burst off the dribble that he had even showed in the prior game. Uh, there were definitely moments where he he looked a little bit labored. But to see the stat line that he still put up, like 26 points, four rebounds, four assists, four steals, that's a crazy stat line. It's it's not a small thing. And to be able to do it on the efficiency that he did, seven of 16 from the field isn't perfect, but four of seven from three and eight of eight from the line absolutely makes up the difference. It's the one thing that if you look at games like two through five, that he wasn't getting enough points at the three-point line and the free-throw line consistently. He had been leaving some points on the table because he had been going into the two-point zone for so much of these last four games. And so now, game six, takes all the valuable shots, gets up threes, gets up free throws, and was absolutely delivering the goods against even Devin Booker and and all all these guys where he had a couple plays against Devin Booker uh, isolation plays back to back that just took him to the woodshed in that first half, and and was he cooked him on the second move for sure. That was a brilliant move, and it was nice to see him step up in that moment because I know that Jamal like he is a he's a lightning rod for a lot of people because as the second best player on the team, the second most important player on the team, he's always going to be kind of it's it's tough to live in that shadow that Jokic that Jokic casts even though Jokic isn't really trying to cast a shadow or anything, but it is a lot of pressure. And I know Murray was feeling that pressure, especially after playing not great over the course of games two, three, and four. Thought he bounced back in a way in game five and then was great tonight. Uh, defense was still very good. Nothing, like no, no major issues there. Four steals really bear that out. And like he made a lot of great contests and that's that's all you can really ask for. So really great to see him step up in this moment. And I am excited about where this takes them because just had to get through it. Now you get some off days. Hopefully you can go throw up at home, not have to worry about doing it on the court or anything like that. And I I think that he will be in a pretty good place when it's all said and done. Next, and and then we'll hit a break after this. KCP, holy shit. (laughs) KCP, like how... I don't know where that came from. Like it, ju- it just came out of nowhere. Where I, I think he put up 17 points in the first quarter. Like, who does that? KCP, are you are you Nikola Jokic? Are you Jamal Murray? Are you Michael Porter Jr. Now, like this is it's a great time to step up, my guy. Like that was an unbelievable, unbelievable performance from KCP. Who on one end is defending his ass off against Devin Booker, and on the other end is giving buckets and just absolutely cooking on DHO actions, back cut actions, in transition. He took it right at, um, who was it that he took right at? I think it was KD who he took right at uh, in transition and drew a couple of fouls, 
got to the free throw line, made some threes, uh, made some DHOs, had some back cuts. There's just a lot to like about where he's going. And this is what championship pedigree looks like. This is what being a team that is a, a group of trusted people, it, that's what it means, honestly, is to be able to step up in a situation where, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. didn't have his best game. Aaron Gordon wasn't as involved this time around. Uh, Jamal Murray, though he ended up having a, a really solid game, he was sick and, and didn't really start this thing off extremely well. So KCP steps up and cooks, just absolutely cooks in that first quarter at 17, and Denver had a 44-26 to 26 lead at the end of that first quarter, and, and KCP played all 12 minutes. Jokic played almost all 12 minutes. And those guys combining for, I think it was 30 of the 44 points, they outscored Phoenix by themselves. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. <laughs> like, take a bow, Calvin Booth. Take a bow for Bruce Brown and KCP and Christian Brown and all of the perimeter defense additions. It wasn't like rocket science to be able to get that done. I think, I think it was pretty straightforward that Denver needed perimeter defense. But finding the right guys to do it is such a big deal. And Denver found the right guys. KCP, absolutely the right guy for Denver this year, has been extremely consistent, stepped up in every single moment that they needed him to, and in a closeout game six on the road, puts the like shuts the door immediately against a team that's really, really good in Phoenix. Like still a lot of still a lot of respect for Phoenix, especially. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and the way that those guys continue to step up to the plate. But like, this is what champions are made of. And KCP proved he was a champion today. Proved exactly what he needed to do against that team. It's amazing. Oh, I love this. I love being able to celebrate this, guys. Like, this is is the most important time for Nuggets fans. This is what everybody's been waiting for. The regular season, a little bit of a grind. Even the first round of the playoffs, you know that you have to get through Minnesota. They try really hard. Game five of that series came down to the wire, 112-109, but Denver ultimately eked it out and go up 4-1. But I think everybody, if, if they wanted to, they could say, ah, they didn't look that great. You can't say that now. Like Denver has taken care of business. And having guys that can step up in different situations, Jokic every single time, Jamal Murray when he's needed, KCP when he's needed. It's been great to see, just absolutely great to see. And it's just really exciting that, that we get to share that together. So whew, I'm getting getting a little bit uh, a little bit ahead of myself, of course, because it's, it's just the Western Conference Finals. Calm down, right? So, all right, tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss AG, Michael Porter, and the rest of the bench, uh, go through the normal process that we do on this show. But first... Everybody, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by oh, our good friends at Superbook Sports. Who, if you if you check Superbook lately, you see Denver's the odds-on favorite to win the NBA title right now. Uh, you should have gotten the better odds before because they, they there were better odds before. But I I hope you've been listening to me on these Superbook ads. But if you haven't, then just know that baseball is back. Obviously, the push is on for the postseasons in both hockey and hoops, and you can make it all count this spring with Superbook. They're the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. 
Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. As always, if you can, if you're in the chat, make sure to go give this a like on the YouTube side of things. If you're not, if you're listening on the audio side, uh, totally understand. That's where I started and that's where I will continue to be. But you can't see my amazing facial expressions and, and all of these incredible graphics that, that we've got up here on the YouTube side. So make sure to check that out, too, if you're, if you're listening on the audio side of things. But for now... Let's get into Aaron Gordon and then Michael Porter Jr., the rest of the starting unit. AG, a very limited uh, offensive night for him. Only eight points and three assists. Nothing to really write home about. Didn't take a ton of shots. Wasn't super involved and actually missed a couple free throws this time around. Who knew that he could miss free throws again? Like He's been so good at the free throw line. So it's really nice uh, that that's a... Like that's 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 been something that's been in Denver's back pocket for a while. Is that even when AG's going to the line, Denver they feel pretty good about that with the way that he's been shooting. So that's a pretty nice thing uh, to think about. But look, you can't talk about AG without talking about Kevin Durant. Durant tonight, twenty three points, eight of nineteen from the field, seven of seven from the line. He did not start that way. I think he started one of ten, uh, which means that if my calculations are correct. Then he finished the game seven of nine uh, and got to the free throw line a couple times down the stretch. But for much of the beginning portion of this game, that really was where Denver got their separation. AG was in Durant's grill, did not let him free, contested every shot, made everything difficult on him. And it was just really great to see him show up in that manner. And, And he showed up in all of that manner every single time. It's really cool. It is a really cool thing to, to just see what he's been able to do against both Carl Anthony Towns and Kevin Durant. They're not that too dissimilar, I don't think, in terms of like where they actually like make their bread uh, when it comes to like being on the perimeter a lot of the time. They're creators at seven feet. Cat's obviously a little bit more physical. Kevin Durant's a little bit more technical. Uh, Kevin Durant's obviously a way better player, but... Still, what AG has done in this series and, and what he's shown in this series has given me a lot of com- it's given me a lot of comp- confidence that he can step up in that regard. Whether it's against Draymond Green or it's against LeBron James or it's against Anthony Davis or Andrew Wiggins or who knows, like switching on to Clay Thompson or Steph Curry if if that's what it takes. Whoever it is in this next round. I believe that Aaron Gordon will be a great defender. I believe that he will step up in that manner. And for him to be able to do that after what was a a pretty brief uh, experience last year, it's really, really important. He wasn't great in the 2021 playoffs. He wasn't great in the 2022 playoffs. I think he's been great in the 2023 playoffs, and it's very, very important. We will see what it ultimately looks like and, and which of those guys, uh, which of those teams Denver's actually facing. But Denver is in a great place. Denver's in a great place for sure. 
we have a Lakers fan I'm seeing in the chat. Don't get too high on yourselves. Trust me, uh, bro. Finish off the series and don't get don't get reverse three one. Like, what are we doing here? Let's the uh, like, Nuggets fans know how easy it is to come back from three one. Like, you think the Warriors can do it? I think the Warriors can do it. So we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, should be interesting to see for sure. I'm looking forward to uh, being able to revisit that conversation. Uh, but AG, just take a bow. He's been unbelievable for Denver for much of the series and for much of these playoffs. Uh, deserves a ton of credit. Michael Porter Jr. Not a great night for Michael Porter. Only 24 minutes for him. Uh, was a plus 11 off, off the back of what was uh, mostly a time with uh, with uh, the starters in the first three quarters or so. He didn't play in the fourth quarter and frankly didn't really deserve to play. He wasn't awake in that third quarter, and like, I don't want to. I don't want to give him too much blame here because Denver's in a great place, and and they're in a great place with uh, Michael Porter. Still, he's got to step up, and he did step up in in last game. There's no doubt about that. But he's still liable at times to let go of his man. He's still liable at times to not be in great position. And Denver benched him in the third quarter, and I thought it was justified. Yeah, Michael Porter, he'll be fine. Like Denver's going to be fine. Look, I, I think that people have to realize that, especially with Denver's pecking order the way that it is right now, Jokic is the only guy that like has to be like, and Jokic and Murray really are the only guys that have to be out there. The defense that Aaron Gordon and KCP were playing were very important in that series. Michael Porter, depending on what the matchup is, if it's the Warriors or if it's the Lakers, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to step up. Don't really care what it ends up being, um, but we will just have to see what that looks like. Oh, because I unplugged my microphone, the Audacity uh, link just uh, decided to stop working. So, all right, we're Michael. We're going to pull the audio from the from the video. That's that's fine. Um, all good, all good. Yeah, we've got this Lakers fan. Everybody, keep keep them in line in the chat, like uh, Nuggets fans. That's the that's the way to go. All right. First half bench lineup, not, not going to spend too much time on this because uh, obviously don't really need to talk about the bench too much in a game where the Suns just got absolutely mauled. Uh, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon. I thought that Jamal actually did a really good job in this lineup. I thought that Christian Brown was pretty solid defensively. I thought that Aaron Gordon, for all the time that he spent against Kevin Durant, very, very good. And then Bruce Brown also had some good moments on the offensive end. That was very, very important for Denver to get something from their bench group, and they did. They got exactly what they needed. Second half flipped a little bit because of Jokic's foul trouble. Jokic got four fouls about midway through the third quarter, and then he bumped knees, uh, bumped legs. I think uh, Kevin or Devin Booker, I think, need him in the thigh, need him in the side of the knee or something like that. It was a little bit sore at the midway point through the third quarter, so they took him out. And then put put him back in with the bench instead, and they ran Bruce Brown, KCP, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, Nikola Jokic, which I think is a great fit too. Like you just have a defensive guy in place of Jamal Murray, and then you have Jokic running in place of Aaron Gordon, so just basically run everything. And it wasn't the most precise Denver's been. Like they could be better in a lot of those moments, but it's really hard to develop urgency and intensity and and. A, a desire to actually step up in those situations when 
you're up by 25 to 30 points the entire time. So I don't really blame them for being a little bit lax at various points. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, is the video video lagging a little bit. Sorry, guys. I didn't. I think there's been a little bit of a weird surge here. Uh, I think because it, it switched up all of my my audio and, and turned on my brother's computer over there. So it's all good. Okay, all good for sure. Bruce Brown. Uh, like I said, great on both ends. He's been so good for Denver. Deserves a ton of credit for being the energizer bunny that he was. The block that he had in the, I don't know if it was at the end of the first quarter or the second quarter against Devin Booker, where he comes from the weak side off of a Devin Booker kind of pump fake jump shot from the mid range and blocks that thing at the apex. Like <laughs> It was very, very impressive to see. That was a great block. And Bruce Brown continues to have the right amount of aggression. He has the right amount of driving to the rim, not necessarily doing too much with it, but if he sees a lane, he's going to slash and he's going to try to get to the cup. And he draws fouls. He gets to the line. He finishes at the rim. I like it so much better that way than him settling for that floater. And sometimes he'll have to, sometimes he'll settle for it and that's fine. I'm not going to bemoan him for it or anything, but I just think he's he's done a great job when he gets all the way to the cup and, and should always be trying to get there going forward. Now, he'll face some better rim protectors in the conference finals for sure, uh, but he's going to have to find ways to challenge those guys. Challenged Kevin Durant in this series, and KD is still seven feet tall and extremely long arms. So like he, he's still a guy that can can really be an impact there, but... We're going to have to see what it looks like. But either way, Bruce Brown, been fantastic, does a great job to, yeah, just does a great job in general uh, of stepping up there. Jeff Green, uh, not great. <laughs> there was a there was a stretch in that, that first half where he fumbled a rebound out of bounds and like he he and Jamal Murray were I was it was it in the third quarter was it in the second quarter it was one of the two uh, I think it was actually in the third quarter where Jokic had just gone out Denver's got this big lead and it's not necessarily the most important thing that they're they're super precise but he tries to get out on the fast break after that after they fumble the ball out of bounds uh, gets on the fast break Murray sets him up perfectly and then Jeff just loses the ball in the dunk attempt up there so Look, it's tough sometimes. Like he did make all four of his free throws. That's important. And he did grab a couple of rebounds. So it's not like it's not like he wasn't invisible out there, but and he was a plus 13. Like Aaron Gordon was a plus two. Uh Casey or not not Casey. Jamal Murray was a plus six. Michael Porter was a plus eleven. Jeff Green was a plus thirteen. So in the minutes that he was out there, Denver was still very functional. They were still very good. Uh can he be better? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that he can be better. And he will be challenged in this next series for sure. Going to have to step up in a lot of different ways. So we will see what it looks like. Uh, Christian Brown, I thought he was a little bit better uh, than, than Jeff. I just visually looked a little bit better. Nothing too crazy. Like their minutes mostly overlapped, and they're both uh, just helping out defensively. Sometimes Kevin Durant shot over Christian Brown and, and made shots. That's fine. Uh, sometimes Devin Booker went at Christian Brown, and I don't think he had that much success there. Uh, but in general, Christian Brown, he missed a, a, a layup in that fourth quarter that would have been another Jokic assist. Uh, that's something he's 
just got to be better at. Most of the time, he's been good finishing around the rim, especially on those cuts. So hopefully that's not a long-standing problem that will affect them in this next round, but we'll just have to see. Still like uh, what Christian Brown's bringing to the table. Perfect eighth man. Not sure if he's a seventh man entirely, but Denver, they didn't really need that. They, they needed somebody who uh, could step up in the minutes that he had. And he played 14 minutes, had four points and a couple rebounds, and played good defense. That's all you can really ask for. All right. I think that is it for this game, unless there's there's something that I'm missing. Uh, oh, Cameron Payne. <laughs> I do want to I do want to talk about campaign. 31 points for Cameron Payne, 12 of 16 from the field, and 7 of 9 from 3. What? Like, that's insane. He was 0 of 3 from the line. Like, he could have had 34 in 42 minutes, and that's that's kind of surprising. I did not expect that from campaign. I was not familiar with your game, my friend. But uh, look, he was the best player on the floor for the Suns. That's pretty clear. And that's also extremely fun, just given what – those guys had to deal with, but he stepped up in that situation. Landry Shamit did not, and nobody on the bench stepped up at all. Terrence Ross, Tory uh, Tory Craig was fine. T.J. Warren not really involved, but mostly they just didn't have great games from Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And like that's a that's a tough proposition if you are the Suns. You needed elite games from those guys, and you did not get them. But we will just have to see. Uh, but yeah, that campaign game, very, very impressive stuff. Maybe maybe he's a guy that Denver could go after at, at some point. Like if, if they are hypothetically losing Bruce Brown in free agency, campaign's not the worst guy to try to add as a backup point guard. So we will see about that. But for now, let's take another break. When we come back, we are going to reminisce a little bit more about this moment and just, just kind of enjoy the flowers because it feels like there's a coronation going on. Uh, but first... Everybody, this podcast, as you know, I'm part of Mile High Sports. I've been part of Mile High Sports for for nearly going on a year now. June 1st, 2022 was my first day at Mile High Sports and brought us on, uh, brought myself on, brought Cody Rourke on for the Broncos beat. Drew Creaseman and Arif Dean have been there covering for the Rockies and the Avs, respectively. Uh, those guys all do a great job of covering their respective sports. And you know, it's just a great time to be a Denver sports fan. Coverage here at Mile High Sports has never been better. I've got the Nuggets side covered, uh, but we've got a lot of other Nuggets coverage, and we've got some of the great stuff on the YouTube page on, on this page that you're listening to, listening to now. So make sure to check it all out. All of your local Colorado sports coverage is available at milehighsports.com and across social media at Mile High Sports. Plus, be sure to check out the latest issue of the MHS magazine, Every Team, Every Day. This is Mile High Sports. We will be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the show. Uh, once again, give this a like if you're hanging out, if you're just chilling. Uh, if you're if you're a Lakers fan, that's hopping in the chat. Why don't you why don't you drop a like on on the way out and, and uh, make sure to 
make sure to uh, just hang out and have some fun. I mean, have a little bit more fun than uh than what's going on in the chat right now. That's pretty funny. All right, let's talk about this. Remember when I said that Game Six was going to be a war? That was pretty funny. That was that was pretty funny. I did not expect it to go this way. I don't think the Suns expected it to go this way. I thought there would be a little bit more fight from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Those guys had their moments at various points. Like I think Devin Booker was fine in that first quarter while Kevin Durant was bad. And then when the game was pretty much out of reach, that's when Kevin Durant really turned it on. So that's pretty funny. That's pretty interesting. Uh, but I thought that this was going to be a way tougher game than what it ended up being. And it's very nice for Denver to basically have a party on the away court. That's hilarious in, in all honesty. So I wanted to be there. I will be at the Western Conference Finals. I feel very strongly about that. Uh, so obviously games one and two will be in Denver, uh, but we will be traveling to either Los Angeles or San Francisco for games three and four. That much I can assure you. To me, this is this is where I want to live for this part of the podcast. Uh, I want to be able to enjoy this. I want to be able to talk about uh, the enjoyment aspect of this. And there's been a lot of skepticism on the Nuggets for obvious reasons. They've never done it before. They've never stepped up in these moments and reached an NBA Finals. They still might not. Like I, I want to make sure not to put the cart before the horse here. They may still not get to the Western Conference Finals. But the fact is, is that they haven't been to the Western Conference Finals that much either. Like, how many times is this? Like, maybe six times in 50-plus years as a franchise? Like, this doesn't happen all that often. And for a Nuggets franchise and for a fan base that hasn't had the opportunity to celebrate in this way, it is really cool to see other fan bases, other teams, other national folks come around to the party. I can understand the skepticism. I didn't think that it was the right thing. I have a lot of tweets saved up from previous uh, iterations that I'm ready to fire off. I am looking forward to being able to have that opportunity if things continue to go the way that we think that they can. But the fact is that the Denver Nuggets are halfway there now. They're halfway there, even if it feels like they've summited the mountain a little bit. They've won eight games. They still have another eight if you want to get to the ultimate goal. But the fact is, is that Denver has barely even gotten to this part. So it's nice to see them really step up in this moment. It's nice to see them show up. And I am super excited about where this goes from here because you see the, you see the movement. You see the shift uh, coming up. You see how so many people have moved from the Nuggets are frauds to the Nuggets will lose to another team uh, like like the Suns to, to like the, who's going to stop them? like who who is going to stop them who's a better team right now than the Nuggets? Well, the Nuggets are the first team to punch their ticket to the conference finals in either conference. Do you really believe that the Warriors or the Lakers? should be favored over Denver? I don't. I don't think that they should be favored. I think because Denver has home court, they deserve to be the team that deserve, like that gets all of this credit, that gets the the belief behind them. Do you believe that the Miami Heat 
or the New York Knicks deserve to be favorites over – sorry, I'm just getting, getting distracted by the, the chat. Come on, guys, settle down. Uh, do you believe that the Miami Heat or the New York Knicks deserve to be favorites over the Nuggets in a pending NBA Finals? Because I don't. I don't think either of those teams was as good as Denver. And they might be tough enough and they might figure it out, but I still think that Denver has a, a major advantage there. Do you think that the Celtics, a team that has messed around and been stupid for so much of these playoffs so far against both the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers, despite the fact that statistically the Celtics are the best team, that they are a team that steps up and and, and has the net ratings and the point differentials and a a well-rounded roster, do you really think that that team, with the way that Jason Tatum played for most of this game, deserves to be favored over the Nuggets? I don't, even if they have home court advantage. I don't think they deserve it. We'll see. Do you think that the Sixers, a team that had an opportunity to win game six against the Celtics when Jason Tatum was one of 14 heading into the fourth quarter, they had an opportunity. Do you think that they deserve to be the favorites over the Nuggets? Given that they threw up all over themselves on their home court, shooting the basketball at the end of the fourth quarter, trying to surmount a comeback against Jason Tatum, who suddenly turned into prime Michael Jordan right at the end of that game because the the Sixers had nothing for him, despite the fact that he had one of 14 through three quarters. Because I don't. I don't think that they deserve it. I don't think that any team deserves it more than the Nuggets do right now. And I think a lot of these guys, a lot of these national voices, a lot of these folks on Twitter that are tough guys for their own team that love to celebrate teams like the Nuggets faltering because they're the upstart. They're the team that people want to believe in. The Nuggets are. And they're always the team that based off of history, based off of every little bit of history that has told anybody anything about the NBA, the Nuggets are the team that fails. The Nuggets are the team that doesn't get through. I think the energy is about to shift. And I'm looking forward to everybody doing that 180 about the Nuggets, about Michael Malone, about if he was only healthy, Jamal Murray, about a lot of guys. But I especially will enjoy what feels like a coronation of Nikola Jokic. I enjoy the the energy shifting around Nikola Jokic and what it what it's believed to be a coronation for him. Seen a lot of people talk about him as like, okay, he's won two MVPs. Do we really believe that he's the best player in the world? That's got to be Giannis, right? It's got to be. And then Giannis loses embarrassingly in the first round. Yeah, he's probably dealing with a little injury, but it's the Miami Heat, the eighth seed, Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy has been great in these playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but like, If your entire ethos and culture is destroyed by Jimmy Butler and you don't have the strength to be able to stand up to that, if you don't guard him, if you flee away from him, if you can't hit a jump shot or a free throw, then it's probably tough to call you the best player in the world. Jokic doesn't have those problems. Jokic 
has had two arms tied behind his back in the last two years, trying to get past some of these teams without Jamal, trying to get past the Warriors without MPJ. That's tough. It's tough when you have that position. And Denver's roster wasn't as, as I, I think, it wasn't in a great position like it is now. And now you see the vision. Now you see what it looks like when Jokic is at the center of everything and the gears are starting to turn and the team is starting to play well. And they're really starting to roll downhill like that snowball that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and freaking bigger. Now you feel it. Now you feel the energy for sure. And I am looking forward to that moment that Jokic has where he's going up against continually the best of the best. And you get to say definitively that he's that dude. Because I got news for you. He embarrassed the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, several times in the first round. And Rudy had a great series. Devin Booker was unbelievable. Kevin Durant at the times was unbelievable in this series. And yet Jokic is the guy left standing, and it's not even close as to how as to who was having the best series of any of those guys. It was Jokic, and then a gap, and then everybody else. And now we're moving on to the conference finals, where it's either going to be the Lakers or the Warriors. I'm going to take Jokic. I don't care who else is over there. I don't care. I'm going to take Jokic. I'm going to take Denver. I'm going to take everybody associated with the Nuggets because this is what they've been here for. Denver's going to face either the Warriors or the Lakers, and I don't really care who it is. I think it could be like Anthony Davis is an elite defensive player. He's probably the best defender in the world right now. But the <coughs> excuse me, the great thing about Davis is that he's a guy who you have to like. Not the great thing, I guess, but the thing about Davis is he's not really a great one-on-one defender on a guy like Jokic or a guy like Embiid or some of these big, massive bodies that can go one-on-one against them. Davis will do a great job in that matchup if he's if he's that guy. Draymond Green will do a great job in that matchup against Jokic if he's that guy. But it takes a village to stop Nikola Jokic. And I'm not sure the Lakers or the Warriors have a village to stop him. I'm not sure they do. This feels like that moment where it just proves the Jokic is too much for these teams. This feel and I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself on this, but Jokic is lining up an all-time run here. All-time. I'm not going to invoke some of the names. Not yet. But you better believe that I will if they win the Western Conference Finals. You better believe it. This is shaping up to be one of the best runs ever. Ever. And I'm really looking forward to what that means. I'm really looking forward to what... Denver's about to do here because it feels like a moment where they have to capitalize. It is a requirement that they capitalize on either of these teams because like it or not, the Lakers and Warriors are both flawed. They're not perfect. Denver can rise above either of those teams. Neither of them should be favored. Denver has the best player in the series and they've got a great team to support them. Some of those teams are 
Like, they're fine. Steph is fantastic. Obviously, they have championship etiquette over there, championship equity. The Lakers do too, like with LeBron and AD. Those guys have been around the block before. They know what's happening. But so did Kevin Durant to Devin Booker. Like, those guys know what to do too in these situations. And ultimately, Denver outpaced them. There's a reason to believe that Denver can do that again. And I'm very curious to talk about it. I'm I'm interested to see what it looks like going forward. But I do think in general that Nuggets fans are in for a ride here. Like this is halfway there. And we've still got plenty of time. So got plenty of time to talk about this. But I just hope everybody enjoys it. Hope everybody gets to talk about this moment for a long time. I hope people love to talk about this moment for a long time instead of dreading it. Uh, This is a moment to celebrate right now. And the Suns are a great team, or they're at least a couple of great players. They ultimately wore down by the end of it because as a team that is built around four guys, you're probably going to wear down. But Denver's just built different. I really do feel that. And I thought that they would win this series at the beginning. I said that they would go to seven, and they even surprised me. So they keep doing it, folks. They keep pushing. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. Before now, Michael, can you hit that outro music for me? Everybody, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought by our friends at Superbook Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all the love and support on the show. Thank you for staying up with me past the midnight hour here on Pickaxe and Roll. We love it here. We enjoy this community for sure. You guys have been amazing to me. I'm going to jinx everything from now on. You will never hear me predict a win again, but I'm still going to, like, we're, we're going to have fun with it. I'm looking forward to it. Again, hit that like button on the way out. I appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. As always, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.